first book of Kings, the chapter 3, and our text for this morning is the verse 5. First Kings 3 and verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. In our series of unusual prayer meetings, we come now to consider one who prayed in his sleep. That man was Solomon, king of Israel, son of David. He had just been made the king of Israel. Solomon was such a man of prayer that here we have a record of the night that he prayed in his sleep. We read there in verse 5, our text, And Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. You go down to verse 15. And Solomon awoke so he was evidently sleeping. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. The name Solomon means beloved of the Lord. The name was given to him by his father David. As we read in Second Samuel 12, and verse 24, and Bathsheba bare a son, and he, David, called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. He called his name Solomon, and, his, and the Lord loved him. And so every time that Solomon's name was mentioned, or his name was called out, he was reminded that the Lord loved him. We read then in verse 3 that not only did the Lord love Solomon, but Solomon loved the Lord. For there in verse 3 we read, And Solomon loved the Lord walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and burned incense in high places. So there we have this great relationship. God the Lord loved Solomon. And here we read, Solomon loved the Lord. There you have his witness for the Lord. Wherever he went, he was known as a man, yea, a king, that loved the Lord. Wouldn't this be a different country if those who were in authority and those who were our rulers loved the Lord? Be a different country altogether. Solomon himself said, 
Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs 14, verse 34. And Solomon also wrote, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Proverbs 29, verse 2. So the words of this prayer came from the lips of a man who loved the Lord. And of course, the person who loves the Lord loves to pray. Solomon, as we see, was a man of prayer. He was a man who loved the Lord. And the person who loves the Lord will love to pray. So we see Solomon and his witness for the Lord. We see also here Solomon and his walk with the Lord. We read, and did read there, verse 3, Solomon loved the Lord. And then we're told, walking in the statutes of his father David. His father David had set him a good example. Solomon followed in his father's footsteps. He walked in the ways of the Lord. But then again, Solomon loved the Lord. Solomon walked in the ways of the Lord. The two go together. If you love the Lord, you'll walk in the ways of the Lord. You'll walk according to his word, to his law. When you love the Lord, you will want to please him by walking in his ways. And that's what Solomon did. Solomon's father, David, said, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 1. So we have seen his witness for the Lord. He loved the Lord. We see his walk with the Lord. Walked in the Lord's statutes and laws. Walked according to his word. Then we see Solomon and his worship of the Lord. The words there in verse 3, and Solomon loved the Lord. Those words may be rendered, and Solomon worshipped the Lord. Of course, when you love the Lord, well, you want to worship him. A person may say, yes, I love the Lord. But that person may never engage in the public worship of the Lord. If you love the Lord, you'll want to worship him. If you love the Lord, like Samuel or like Solomon, you'll pray to the Lord. If you love the Lord, you'll walk in his ways. Solomon was a man who both loved the Lord 
and worshipped the Lord. In verse 4, And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. There's Solomon worshipping the Lord. He didn't hold back in his worship. He offered to the Lord a thousand burnt offerings. We see that it was while he was there in Gibeon that Solomon slept and the Lord spoke to him, appeared unto him in a dream. And in response, Solomon prayed. So here's the man who prayed in his sleep. First of all, we notice Solomon and his praising the Lord. We're told about Solomon's praying in his sleep and when it began. We see, first of all, the appearance. That is the appearance of the Lord. As we are informed, the Lord appeared (coughs) to Solomon in a dream by night. As we've already learned, that Israel's king was asleep when the Lord appeared unto him. Here we are told, regarding this appearance, we're told about the hour. It was in a dream by night. That's when the Lord appeared unto Solomon. Sometimes the most gracious visits from the Lord to us come during the night hours. Solomon's father David acknowledged that, for in Psalm 17, verse 3, David said, Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. The Lord visited David in the night, and here we read about the Lord visiting Samuel in the night. And Paul knew what it was to receive a visit from the Lord at night. Acts 18, verse 9, Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. Have you ever known that? Have you ever had that experience? You've lain awake at night, you're worried about something, you're concerned about something, and what happens? The Lord will bring a verse of scripture to your mind. And that verse of scripture immediately settles you down. And it's as if that verse of scripture is saying, be not afraid. As well as the hour, Notice the hope, the hope in this 
appearance of the Lord unto Solomon. You look there at the words in verse 5. In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I shall give thee. What hope is tied up in those words? Ask what I shall give thee. Notice the very first word that the Lord spoke to Solomon that night in the dream was, Ask. And oh, what hope is tied up in that one word? Especially when it came from the Lord God of heaven. God said to Solomon, Ask. Ask what I will give thee. Is there not hope in those words? Time and time again, the Lord encourages us to ask. And there's the hope in the asking. There's the hope of our needs being met. There's the hope of our burdens being lifted. There's the hope of our worries being removed when we ask. There's great hope tied up in that one word. Sure didn't the Lord tell us, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. But you know, the Lord didn't even stop there. The Lord went on to say, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. There's hope in those words. Well, here God said to Solomon, Ask what I shall give thee. There you have the appearance. (coughs) As well as the the appearance, you have the acknowledgement. (coughs) The acknowledgement. Was it not most commendable of Solomon when the Lord said, Ask what I will give thee? It was commendable because Solomon didn't reply with a list of demands. When God said, Ask what I will give thee, no, he didn't begin with a list of demands. He began by acknowledging the goodness of the Lord to his father and to himself. Look at the verse 6. And Solomon said, here's Solomon's replying to the Lord's word when the Lord said, ask. Here's Solomon's reply. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. According as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and uprise of heart with thee, thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne 
as it is this day. There's Solomon acknowledging the goodness of God. How we can learn from Solomon. The Lord certainly tells us to ask. But when we pray, let us not be in such a hurry to tell the Lord what we want him to do for us. We tend to to make all our wants and wishes known. But maybe we're slow to worship and give thanks to the Lord for what he has done for us. Psalm 118 verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Again, David said, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. First Chronicles 16, verse 8. See how thanksgiving was first, as far as David was concerned. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name. We give thanks first. Now what Paul told us to do. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4 verse 6. And so before the requests are made known unto the Lord, we give thanks and praise the Lord for his goodness. That's what Solomon did. As well as the appearance and the acknowledgement, we notice here also the admission. What Solomon admits to. Solomon was on the throne of Israel. And he was very aware of his great responsibility in ruling God's people. Verses 7 and 8. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. There's his admission. I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered, nor counted for multitude. There's Solomon's admission. He admits he's the king of Israel. He's ruling a great multitude of people. And he needs help to do so. There's no pride here with Solomon. Rather, Solomon says, I am but a little child. He was telling the Lord, I need thy help. He is a humble individual, acknowledging his weakness, his inability to rid 
to rule the nation. Isn't that what the Lord wants? To see in us humility. Pride will not get us anywhere with the Lord. Rather, we ought to come to the Lord in a humble spirit. Jeremiah. <clears throat> when the Lord called Jeremiah to serve him, what did Jeremiah say? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 6 said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. There was no pride there. Ah, Lord, I cannot speak, for I am but a child. When God chose Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt, Moses said, Who am I? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Again, humility, no pride. Jeremiah said, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Moses said, who am I? And here's Solomon, and he says, I am but a little child. Each of these men showed great humility and a deep sense of their own weakness and their own inability to do what God had called them to do. Solomon showed that deep sense of humility in this prayer that he offered to the Lord in his sleep. And that humility, honesty, and sense of helplessness endeared the Lord to Solomon's praying. The Lord was pleased with what Solomon had asked for. So let us show the same humility before the Lord when we pray. We have considered Solomon and his praising the Lord. Next we see Solomon and his praying to the Lord. When the Lord said to Solomon, Ask what I shall give thee. He was actually encouraging Solomon to pray. And time without number. As you read through the scriptures, God encourages us to pray. We've already noted, the Lord said, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That's the Lord encouraging us to pray. So regarding the praying of Solomon, let's notice when he prayed. When, or sorry, where he prayed. Where he prayed. 
We are told that after he had sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings upon the altar in Gibeon, that's when he prayed. So no sinner as Solomon shed the blood of a thousand animals. And Solomon prays in his sleep. Think of the sacrifice then, the blood shedding, and then the praying. Does that not remind us of something? Does that not remind us of a greater sacrifice than what Solomon offered to the Lord? Of course it does. It reminds us of the sacrifice of one lamb. But that lamb was the lamb of God. That was the greatest sacrifice of all. The greatest sacrifice ever. And the blood of Christ was shed there at Calvary. And the blood was presented to the Father. And the blood was upon the mercy seat. And it's upon the merits of that blood that our prayers are accepted in the eyes of the Lord. But notice also, it was when Solomon was in Gibeon that he offered this prayer. That's what we have in verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And then Solomon told the Lord what he needed. But it was while he was in Gibeon. It's interesting. That name, Gibeon. Gibeon means high or height. It means high or height. And that's most interesting. When we engage our hearts in prayer. What happens? We're taken up into a higher plane. We leave the world behind. And the Lord in prayer takes us on to higher ground. The prayer takes us into the heavenlies. You think of the three disciples in the Mount of Transfiguration. They went there to pray. They went to a prayer meeting. And while they were at that prayer meeting, heaven came down. They were taken into the heavenlies. At that prayer meeting, you know, whenever you and I pray, we're taken on to higher ground. We considered last week how the Lord went up into a mountain to pray. So he went on the higher ground, literally. He went up into a high mountain. When you and I pray, 
we go on to higher ground spiritually. The Lord takes us away from the things of time and sense in this world and takes us into the heavenlies. Oh, that we might know more of that higher ground through prayer. So we've noted where he prayed in Gibeon. We notice also then when he prayed. In the verse 5 here in our text, we read, The Lord said to Solomon, Ask what I shall give thee. That was in verse 5. But Solomon didn't do any asking until verse 9. You come down to verse 9 and Solomon says, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. There you have the when he prayed. Four verses later. In other words, when the Lord said, ask, as I pointed out, he didn't just jump straight in with a whole list of demands. No. He didn't ask until we got to verse 9. That reminds us of how the Lord taught the disciples to pray. In Luke chapter 11, you recall the Lord was praying in a sacred place and we told when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. And it's only in verse 3 we come to the word, Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, the Lord taught the disciples to be sure to worship God, (coughs) to acknowledge God, to worship him before you do any asking. And so it was here. In 1 Kings 3, verse 5, Ask what I shall give thee. And it was not until you get to verse 9 that Solomon said, Give me. That's exactly how the Lord 
taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in heaven, so on earth. Give us. It's well into the prayer before the person who's praying says, give. And so we look at Solomon's praying and it was consistent with the way the Lord taught his disciples to pray and indeed how the Lord teaches us to pray. Let us not forget to worship God in our praying before we say, Lord, give me. So we see here when or where he prayed. We see when he prayed. That leads us to see what he prayed. Solomon had already told the king, I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. He had already acknowledged the work that he had before him to rule a great number of people, a multitude of people that cannot be numbered. And when you get to verse 9, Solomon acknowledged what he needed. The Lord said, ask what I will give thee. And what did he ask for? Give unto therefore thy servant an understanding heart. That's what he asked for. To judge this people that I may discern between good and bad. It's a very short prayer. It was a very simple prayer. He said, give me an understanding heart. Give me discernment. That's all I ask for. He asked for that which would make him a better king. He asked for that that would make him a better servant of the Lord. Wouldn't it be good if we asked the Lord to do those same things for us that we might be made better people for the Lord? That's what Solomon wanted. Wanted to be a better man for God. Let us pray, Lord, make me a better person for thyself. Give me understanding that I may discern between good and bad. That's what Solomon prayed. And you know, that's what was said about the Lord. Over there in Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 15, we know it's referring to the Lord because the verse 14 refers to Christ Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse 
the evil and choose the good. Well, that's what Solomon wanted. That he might be able to discern between good and evil. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that our heart's desire? That we also will have that understanding and that discernment that we will know the difference between good and evil and be better servants for the Lord. But notice something else. Solomon asked for understanding. That word, understanding, means hearing. The word means hearing. So the best way for Solomon to understand what he needed to do as he ruled Israel, he needed to be ready to listen to what the Lord would say to him. That's the best understanding. Didn't Solomon himself even say that? Lean not upon your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If we acknowledge the Lord, and are going out and coming in, will make very few mistakes. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And so when Solomon asked for understanding, he was saying, Lord, give me understanding as I rule thy people. Day by day, tell me what to do. Show me what I ought to do. And I'll be listening. As was said, the word understanding means hearing. Solomon would be listening for the voice of the Lord. Telling him how to rule his people Israel. So what did James tell us? If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Well, that's what Solomon asked for. He asked for wisdom. He asked for understanding. So we've noted then Solomon and his praising the Lord. Solomon and his praying to the Lord. That brings us now finally to Solomon and his pleasing the Lord. That's what we all want to do. And we all want to please the Lord. Well, Solomon certainly did. Look at verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon 
had asked this thing. The speech pleased the Lord. Here we have then, first of all, the answer. The Lord answered Solomon. He answered his prayer. His speech pleased the Lord. And as a result, the Lord answered his prayer and gave to Solomon what he had requested. His speech pleased the Lord. Isn't that what we always want to do? We always want to please the Lord. And here we see that we need to please the Lord in our praying. God was pleased with Solomon's prayer because he had asked according to God's will. That's what pleased the Lord about Solomon's prayer. He had asked according to the will of his Father. Is not the secret, is not the secret to answered prayer that is praying in accordance with God's will. We are told that we can pray, we can ask, but we ask amiss because we're not praying according to God's will. But then John tells us, and this is the confidence Confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. 1 John 5.14 So that gives us confidence in prayer, doesn't it? This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Solomon evidently had asked according to the will of the Father, and the Father not only heard him, but the Father answered him. As well as the answer, We see the acceptance. Being pleased with the words of Solomon's prayer. We see that God accepted his prayer. Verse 12. Behold, I have done according to thy words. That's an amazing statement. Behold, I have done according to thy words. We often speak about doing according to God's words. That's the way it should be. But here we read God doing according to Solomon's words. 
And that shows us whatever we pray for in accordance with God's will, God will be pleased to grant it to us. That's tremendous. Behold, I have done according to thy words. And you notice, Solomon had barely made known his request. And God had already answered. For God said, Behold, I have done, not I will do. I have done according to thy words. It shows us that God is ready and willing to answer our prayers when we pray in accordance with God's will. He will answer. We endeavor to do according to God's word. But here we see God was willing to do according to Solomon's word. Because God's, Solomon's word was in keeping with God's will. And Solomon had his prayer answered. Because you have the answer, you have the acceptance, and then you have the abundance. Look at verse 13. And I have also given. God had given Solomon understanding, discernment. That's what he asked for. He already had given it to him. Then we read, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all the day, all thy days. See, that's who God is. He always gives us more than what we ask for. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked for. But that's who God is. Luke 6, verse 38, the Lord says, He gives good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. They're putting corn into a sack. You put it in, and then you shake it. And you press it down and you get more in. That's how the Lord gives to us. And Paul tells us, Ephesians 3 and 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He's able to do exceeding abundantly 
above all. And we ask or think. And that was Solomon's experience that night in which he prayed as he slept. We've seen the greatness of Solomon. But the Lord himself says, a greater than Solomon is here. And that, of course, is the dear Savior himself. And that's who we deal with, one who is greater than Solomon. But let us learn from Solomon when it comes to the matter of prayer. Let's bow our heads together. Oh, our dear Lord, we thank Thee for the many, many, many lessons that we glean from the Word, from the Scriptures. Especially, Lord, lessons regarding prayer. Lord, make us like Solomon, a man who prayed because he was a man who loved the Lord. He was beloved of the Lord, as we are. Thy Lord doth love us. And I pray thou would increase our love for thee. We pray, dear Lord, thou will be with us now as we leave thy house. Grant us traveling mercy home. And thy will, Lord, return us to thy house this evening to worship thee. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.